What's up, everybody? This is Sully Erna, and you are tuned into Iron City Rock. Hey, everybody. This is John Petrucci from Dream Theater. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Travis Stever from Coheed and Cambria. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Oh! episode 504 of the iron city rocks podcast i'm your host john coming to you from the iron city of pittsburgh pennsylvania bringing you the best rock hard rock heavy metal and blues talk on the net episode 504 travis stever of the band coheed and cambria was kind enough to join us they're going to be kicking off uh, a pretty massive uh, north american tour kicking off on the 28th of april in norfolk coming to pittsburgh on the 30th april for stage AE show the tiny bit of tickets left but you do not want to screw around if you wait till the end of this interview they're liable to be gone uh the tour is called never ender no world for a waking mind they're going to be doing the entire album of no world for tomorrow along with a strong selection of the new record vaxis 2 a window for the waking mind but the band will be supported by Deaf Heaven, so we're going to play you a little bit of that classic Coheed and Cambria and get into that interview with Travis Stever.
gentlemen, my pleasure to welcome the Iron City Rocks from Coheed and Cambria. We have Travis Stever on the line. How are you doing, Travis? I'm great. Thanks for having me, John. Absolute pleasure. It's it's uh, long overdue that we get you on the show. You guys are going to be rolling in to Pittsburgh on the 30th for the second night of, of your 2023 tour. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, as you're to this point in your career, you obviously have you know, a, an album that came out in 2023, um, you know, I'm sorry, 2022. Um, where you guys go as far as putting a set list together? It, it seems from the shows you guys did late, last year, you were able to get a good amount of that record in. Is that still kind of the case or do you have to put in the hits? Well, I mean, you know, you want to have a good batch for like if if people come and they're expecting to hear a couple of things, um, you know, you want them to be satisfied. I mean, I've definitely, I've actually been in front of somebody. I remember somebody who probably had too many libations and I was in mm -hmm. front of them probably about, ah, this is like 13, 14 years ago. And it was this, <laughs> it was this woman that was just like, they didn't even play the goddamn sniper song. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, that's how people walk away, you know? And it's like, that doesn't mean we always have to play a favorite house Atlantic or welcome home every time. But right. You know, like, yeah, it kind of, it, it's not, it's, it's one of those things that like, if I go see a band, I, I know that they're probably at some point going to have to play the song that's, that they're the most well known for. Sure. Okay. But here's the deal. If they're doing an album like we are and then also combining it with doing a majority of songs of the songs from the newest record which is a lot to bite off by the way sure. John. Yeah. um but if we're if we're doing that then uh then it's i think excusable to only have a couple of those songs like you know like we did a, a tour with taking back sunday about three years ago and i remember it was the first time uh, that we kind of put together because we did have a new record coming out, but we had only teased one song from that. And I think we even opened with that song, which was kind of ambitious. But um, mm. we uh, we basically played all the songs that we knew everybody was going to hear, want to hear. And that was that kind of tour. So we'll right. do those kind of tours. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, right. Where it's almost like, you know, uh, fans most beloved songs or even Fairweather fans. Um, but something like this is a little bit different, man, because this is like doing this is paying. Uh, this is giving a, a whole tribute to, you know, an album that was what, 2006, it got released or seven and also combining it with an album that, as you said, came out in 2022. So not that we won't do a couple of songs that people are probably expecting to hear, but we won't do all of them, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny you mentioned that. All I could think of was a night leaving an Iron Maiden concert. It was Iron Maiden and Dream Theater, and they were touring on the Final Frontier, which Iron Maiden's pretty good about doing kind of a greatest hits tour and then a very album tour, greatest hits album. And this was an album tour. And I remember people bitching on the way out to the car about that. Like, we just saw Iron Maiden in Dream Theater, for Christ's sake. <laughs> what What is there to complain about? You know, the... Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but some people, I think, and I guess sometimes you have to look at it from the perspective that maybe this is the first time someone's seen you, you know, and they've been listening to your CDs or, you know, MP3s or whatever for the last 
God, at this point, 20 years and, and, you know, finally got out to a show and, you know, they have a different expectation, but, you know, I, th- I think for the fans who come and see you guys, I love the variety, you know, I don't want to well, see. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I, I did just think of something else while we're talking about it is that like, if you're doing a record that has two or three or four songs that are already fan favorites, yeah. you know what I mean? That would be part of that, uh, you know, uh, well-known song set list already um you're kind of golden you know like yeah. let's say if iron maiden went out and did you know a whole tour doing um you know power slave or number of the beast number of the beast would be like oh okay you know yeah. everybody's going to hear numerous songs they already want but even if it was power slave or peace of mind or you know what i mean they're still mm-hmm. getting two or three of the songs that they're like Oh, so I I feel it's the same kind of thing with this album for us is like No World for Tomorrow has, you know, a a few songs that that fans would expect and hope to have in a set list if they came to see us. So we're kind of already getting that. I I mean, I guess if we like there's albums that we have, we're that we're that deep, luckily, amazingly, gratefully in our career that, you know, there are a couple of albums that like to go out there and do it, it doesn't contain you know, we know, of course, because it's like a, it's like having kids. Like it's like we love that kid for all these different reasons. But, you know, the people that come to just hear a certain song or two are not going to really, you know. But this album in particular, uh, I think that like even the people that just come to hear those couple of songs will be like, oh, OK, at least they're playing this, you know. Yeah. Um, Isn't this a good problem to have at this point? You know, you think about oh, your, your first tour and you're like, God, how are we going to fill the set list? What are we going to do? We're going to have to throw covers in. And and now we're talking no, about what you don't have time to play. So that that's a that's a great yeah. thing. And it's it's amazing to think, you know, when as we're talking, I'm like, wow, it's been over 20 years, you know, and, and that's a that's a testament to the songwriting and the relationship you guys have. Um, this album in particular, the Vex is um was can you talk a little bit about how the the world you know you guys are are, are kind of used to having you know stories with fictional with blending in the truth but how the realities of the world kind of blended itself into the to the songs on the newest record oh in in so you're talking about the newest one 2022 vaxes two yeah yeah vaxes two you know they're very they're very personal uh to claudio um because you know it's always been that way. Um, it's interesting. There's a very, for me, a very uh, interesting perspective to have in this is like, um, you know, I mean, there are certain aspects of his life that he's going through as a parent and stuff like that, that definitely I fully relate to. Um, and so in that sense, like, you know, we're all in that kind of narrative together, mm-hmm. uh, family, um, you know, the, the love scenario. I mean, we all have our significant others. Um, but conceptually what Claudio's dealing with is, is like, it's an autobiography through this science fiction, you know, um, you know, thug (laughs) love story. It's like, it's like these space, you know, criminals who, who have, um, you know, who through thick and thin and through crazy circumstances have come back together and they're united by the love and care for their child. Okay. So Mm. that parental theme is there. 
Um, so anyone can relate to that who's a parent. Um, you know, I think that I think that we're on to a very different era conceptually, um, you know, where a lot of it is going to be so personal that you would actually have to ask Claudio because they're, you mm -hmm. know, sure. I could tell you the fiction side of it, but the personal side of it um, is very much, uh, you know, to to tell his story. Um, sure. And that that always was there. Don't get me wrong. But when you take an album like No World for Tomorrow, um, we were kind of left just the two of us. Uh, the way the band was at that point sure. to pick up the pieces and see if we could keep Coheed and Cambria functioning and keep it as, you know, as the beast that we were, you know, feeding it to be, you know, um, and it did. And it, it, in that sense, like here we are and, and you, you even care to talk to me about this tour right now, you know, so that's kind of mind blowing. Um, but at that point, I could relate to literally every word and everything going on because we we had such parallel lot like we everything was going you know in in harmony to use it as like you know a pun but right. it was like you know amongst all the chaos we were kind of in harmony with 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 trying to keep everything going but not knowing if it was going to keep going hence no world for tomorrow and there was so much shit as there is now going on around us. I mean, that was like, you know, there was war as there usually is that yeah. we were surrounded in, you know, in 2006, 2007. So there was a lot of uncertainty as there ha is still now surrounding us. Um, and so that aspect of it, tapping into that aspect of it with Claudio's lyrics I very much connected to. So I'd say that no world for tomorrow is a very personal record, uh, all around for me too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to make the comparison between the two records, but no, it's to me, it's like almost this like completely different records that we're going out on, you know what I yeah. mean? But somehow this, like this, like harm, it's almost like a yin and a yang kind of thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, and with the tour you're doing, especially the parallel is is very valid. Um, one of the things that I've always wondered about Coheed and Cambria, because you you you, you do any kind of internet research on the band, and and I see the word progressive thrown out, and, and that's a word that you know it's it's sort of like Christian when describing a band can be a very good thing. It can be a tricky marketing thing. Is that is that? a label when you think of your music do you do you associate it with progressive you know because i think some people think you know yes genesis pink floyd maybe i mean do you guys kind of see yourself in that ilk or yeah i i see coheed in that i do you know i i do now more than ever mm -hmm. um i know that that can get the negative response from a lot of music lovers they could be like well that's just too much for me you know mm -hmm. they you know, songs can go on and on but but right. all our songs don't we we have a pop right. i mean you talk use genesis as an example like you know look at their poppy side you know they went yeah. from the peter gabriel era you know and, and and the peter gabriel era still had that poppy aspect you know right uh, i know what i like in your wardrobe you know like it's like it had 
these moments of, oh, shit, these guys can write a fantastic pop song. Um, And that's where Coheed is. Like, you know, uh, we don't, you know, it's like people think, oh, they have this concept. They're going to, we don't take ourselves as as serious as people think we do, you know? Right. Um, Obviously not. Um, But it is nonetheless serious you know it's 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 got so many layers that how could it not be you know i mean the 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 songwriter singer of the band is uh, a very layered and complicated person and if you're telling that story with a layer of fiction you know to kind of mask it because they're like you know growing up i i understand he his way of doing that is to to kind of like not give his whole story outright, but do it behind a, a veil of fiction, you know? Right. So he does it that way. And then musically, everything we do, I mean, we're all such different people. You know, His a song could start with him, but everybody gets on top of that and, and tries to do their thing. You know, it's it's it can be a very complicated to use the word beast again. And, yeah. you know, um, every melody and everything that everybody wants to add represents their personality. Um, so. That's that's prog to me, you know, like yeah. that's I mean, that's that's making music if if you're making it right. Yeah. Um, but it's also when it's when when you have that many aspects of it and especially if the melodies are so thought out like you know what i mean that's that's like kind of what i think of with a lot of prog bands and i think that we toe the line of not wanting to go too far with it we have the aspects of punk we have the aspects of hardcore and we have the aspects of even you know loving r&b and funk and you know our bass player zach i think that what he brings to a lot of it is his love of, of absolute diehard love of jazz you know like yeah. and um, you know, and it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to, to, to deal with when people, if they label it prog, I mean, if they labeled it emo, right. People don't take it as serious. If they label it prog, then they get like either overwhelmed or, or, you know, they also don't take it as serious because they go, oh, it's just self-indulgent bullshit, you know, but it's not true. Like, yeah, it's like, I guess Prague could be used for many bands that probably don't have that tag on them. I mean, I think that it matters song to song. And I'll shut up after this, but it matters song to song. Like, you could take a song from Coheed, like, if you want to use the last record. Well, there's the song, you know, The Liars Club, okay? The Liars Club has, like, total pop sensibility, a totally catchy, poppy chorus. But there are these, like, you know, the, the time of the song i'm not sure i remember exactly what time it's in but you know and just some of the guitar stuff that's going on you're like oh well that's different than you'd usually do in those in your average you know pop punk rock song you know Mm -hmm. or alternative song um so i think that that's where koe kind of stands apart and 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 most of the things that we're involved in i mean we all have different projects and bands and and i think that we seek out things that like stand out a little bit and are a little different. And if people aren't afraid to dive in, they usually wind up liking it. You know, yeah. a lot of people are afraid to dive in. It's kind of like you said, John, the minute you get the prog label, 
or you get whatever other label, like people just go, oh, it's not my thing. And that's sad because if we could remove all the fucking uh, genre labels, people would just listen to it and say, you know, this is good music or it's bad music. You know? uh, and I'm, I'm not going to say that there hasn't been bad, you know, what some people could say, rightfully so, is they consider bad from us and from anything we've been a part of. But uh, that's part of it, too, is, is yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like I think if you you listen to a song like Comatose, this is a song that that kind of jumped off the page to me when I listened to the the latest record, you know. And I think if you if you put that song on the radio, well, if you, you'd have to do a little editing to get it on the terrestrial radio, but you get my point. Um, I think if yeah. you don't tell people this is a prog band, don't even tell you tell them who the band is. You know, I'm thinking a lot of people would probably fall in love with that song, but you put the word prog on it. I think some people get you know. A little uptight you know i don't understand king crimson or you know I, i'm not a big fan of yes or you know or it's too complicated i have to think too much um yeah. you know and, and sometimes that can be a burden the 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 one other thing about the band that i've often wondered you know you guys have had you know because of the, of the nature of the characters uh, you know maybe a different marketing opportunity as far as graphic novels and and things like that has that been was that something like back when this kind of all got started you guys gave much thought to or was it just a natural kind of creative outlet at that point that um i gotta tell you that was claudio's world that's that's all claudio's world and and you know when we first started it was like we're gonna have a what that goes with what you know yeah. and then eventually it was just like holy shit this sets us aside so was did that make you nervous? Like as a band member, obviously this is your livelihood. And you're like, what the hell is the he talking about? The whole thing made me nervous. The whole thing. It's not. It's not very hard to make me nervous. But uh, you know, the whole thing was just like, oh no, like we're gonna have this all. Why can't we just be a rock band? And let me yeah. tell you, in this in the world of of media and then social media taking over, it, it, it set us aside. You know, yeah. so it's for for the for the amount of people that it kind of made overwhelmed to say oh my god it's prog and it's got this that and the other thing yeah. you know and at that point you know when the first couple of records um we didn't start diving into the more proggy side i'd say and i mean it always was there and you could always kind of tell mm -hmm. that that side was an influence to us but we didn't start really fully digging into that whole thing until you know a couple albums in so especially the first album which was basically supposed to be a demo was recorded in a bedroom studio in Paramus, New Jersey. It's like, you know, uh, it was just like, we're part of this like punk hardcore scene. Like what really we're going to try and pass off this comic book world. And it was just like, you know, all right, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put my uh, faith in this. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad everybody did, you know, yeah. because it did, it set us aside. And like I said, it was Claudio's way of with his lyrics uh, being able to tell a story to hide the autobiography and, and the personal stuff he's telling. So if that's the comforting, the comfortable way that he needed to do it to get his songs out there, then, you know, so be it. And here we are, you know, I mean, it's like, we wouldn't even be talking. We'd be on a normal interview where I'd be like, yeah, we're coming to play a show. Awesome. See you later. But yeah. you know, it adds this, you know, it's it's a double edged sword. I, I'm not going to describe it any other way because it it comes it comes to us discussing it, and somebody might have listened to this interview up until the moment that we talked about uh, concept and comic books and shut it off. But then there might be somebody. 
who will forever stick with us because they'll go, holy shit, that's so different, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, I mean, that's the stuff that lasts. The person that turned it off is probably the person that wouldn't have lasted past yeah. the one record cycle, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. I think it, it does ingratiate the fans, you know, in that world, in to what it is you guys do. I mean, it's it's as opposed to a casual listen, which, like you said, you get, a, you, get you know, buy an album or two, come see it once and, and move on. You know, you guys are building a fan base probably much more organically and, and longer lasting with that, with that effort. So that is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we're here. We are still, you know, there's a lot of people that, that are not, um, a lot of musicians are not lucky enough to say to somebody who's interviewing to come to a show. That's that, you know, a lot of people have already uh, paid to come see that, that, you know, <laughs> have somebody choose to talk to them about it and help promote it. You know, right. that's, that's just an, yeah, that doesn't uh, get lost on any of us. That's awesome. Well, Travis, I want to thank you for your time. You guys are coming in the 30th of April. Stage AE going to be a, I believe that's an outdoor show. Uh, obviously, it's probably weather dependent, but a fantastic uh, Yeah, night. I mean, I love yeah. playing outside at that spot, so I hope it is, you know. I mean, we played there, and it's been kind of raining. I think one time we did a show, and it was like thunder and lightning in the background. I, I absolutely love that venue. I really yeah. do. So yeah. I, hope, it, I hope that it's all, I, I hope it's, the show goes as it usually does if it goes as it usually does and and like because pittsburgh is like you know i used to have family that lived in pittsburgh so i spent a lot of time there as a kid and mm -hmm. so when i come there um my aunt and my uncle lived there until only like six years ago and so i'm not going to age myself too much yeah. but i'd say i'd say i'd be there like every year if not every other year for like 30 years you know before that and and they they moved well they moved probably about six seven years ago and when i was touring i didn't go as often clearly but sure you know the first yeah the first 20 years of my life for sure i was there probably every year for something you know well, so i know the so coming here. back doing this playing at that venue it's always you know last time we caught a baseball game my son was with me we we rode the uh the ferry around it was it was great man yeah it's a great location and, and you've got you know, an amazing view of the city from there and there's a lot of restaurants and stuff down there and i, I know fans are love coming out to see you guys so we will see you in just a hair over two weeks man thanks john coheed and cambria no world for the waking mind very special never-ender performance, Coheed and Cambria, live in concert, with special guests, Deaf Heaven, Stage AE, April 30th. Get tickets now at AXS.com. For more, visit CoheedandCambria.com. All right, again, the tour kicks off April 28th in Norfolk, Virginia going to be coming to Pittsburgh on the 30th to play a show at Stage AE. Always awesome to have Coheed and Cambria in town. An amazing show. An amazing live act. Um, just thought it'd be an amazing night. I hate to use the word amazing that many times, but what other word are you going to use? So, I want to thank Travis for being on the show. You can get those tickets now. You can follow the link on our website at ironcityrocks.com. Go to the episode 504 show notes. We'll have a link for the tickets. All the info you need. And you can check out us on social media. We're Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. 
all of them Iron City Rocks. No periods, no dashes, no underscores, nothing, just Iron City Rocks. You can also reach out to us, ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Got some great feedback on the Skid Row episode that preceded this 503. Love to hear it, so keep the emails coming. Let us know what you like, bands we should be checking out, bands you're tired of hearing of. Give it to us straight. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, thank you for taking the time to listen. (laughs) 